BioNTech and Pfizer are proud sponsors of the Oscars. What's up, people? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. And it's March 28th, 2022. And boy, what a Sunday. The bitch slap heard around the world. I was not watching, but I did see it on Twitter after my phone started blowing up with the text messages, the unedited video coming in from Australia and Japan of Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. Oh my God, everyone's freaking out. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV today. Do me a favor and subscribe and tap the notification bell on those things, would you? We are going to unpack the smack and really discuss, was it real? And did the machine perhaps need us to be distracted from something else that happened this weekend? Because I don't know if you heard old Joe Biden's speech. Joe, the guy pretending to be president of the United States, where he basically called for regime change in Russia. And then they backtracked on that one. And now everybody's talking about something else. We're also going to talk a little bit about how, how Hollywood manipulates us. I think we've got a nice through line for you today. And uh, this sort of words are violence thing. And if you joke about people that apparently now you're allowed to smack people and beat people and that the Hollywood woke machine is breaking down right in front of our eyes, yet still has some trickery. Uh, before I get to any of that, guys, I want to remind you that don't burn this country. My second book is coming out on April 12th. You can pre-order it right now at daverubin.com slash book. Sales are going extremely well. We've looked at the numbers and it looks as if, despite their best efforts, the New York Times will have to put us on the list. And then I can make fun of them for doing just that. And of course, I'm going on tour. That's right. I'll be in Orlando on April 18th. I'll be on in West Palm Beach, April 19th with Don Trump Jr. You may have heard of him on April 20th. I'll be in Clearwater, Florida with Benny Johnson. April 21st, uh, Andrew Clavin will be joining me uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Raleigh Improv. April 22nd, the Willy Wonka of politics, Michael Malice will be joining me. April 23rd, Yon Me Park in Chicago. April 24th, Glenn Beck from The Blaze in Dallas, Texas. April 25th, Megan McCain in Washington, D.C. April 26th, We've got Megan Kelly in West Nyack, New York. May 11th, Dennis Prager, who's coming here for dinner tonight. That's right. Uh, May 12th, Larry Elder in Oxnard, California. May 15th, San Jose, California. We'll announce the guest on that one soon. May 16th, the next senator from the great state of Arizona at the Tempe Improv, uh, Blake Masters. And May 18th in Denver, we'll announce the guest on that one too. You can get tickets at daverubin.com slash events, especially the VIP seats selling out fast so you can get your tickets Right now, DaveRubin.com slash events. We've got a big show for you today. I'm very excited to do the show. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you didn't really pay attention to politics. I hope you ate some good food. I hope you listened to some good music. I hope you jumped in the pool. I hope you did some gardening, whatever makes you happy, people, which is why when I got all these text messages last night, have you seen what's happening at the Oscars? I didn't even know that the Oscars were on. I had no freaking clue that the Oscars were on. I don't know that I've even seen a movie that was nominated for the Oscars. I honestly don't think I can name one movie that, that was nominated. I did see Spider-Man this weekend, which I want to talk about a little bit later. I'm going to link it to the whole thing about how bad Hollywood has become. Um, but I don't think anyone cares about any of this stuff. And suddenly we sort of have to talk about it because we do live in these odd culture wars 
that leak into everything else. So that's what the show is all about today. I'm fired up, I'm caffeinated, I'm ready to go. I hope you're feeling good on this Monday. And before I get to any of that, guys, I wanna talk to you about Z-Stack real quick. You know, if the last two years have taught us anything, it's that you must take control of your own health. It's clear that you simply can't rely on the government or big pharma to protect you or your family, and that's where Z-Stack comes in. I'm holding a bottle right now. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D, formulated by Dr. Vlad Zelenko, the world-renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take HCQ. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated, is kosher and GMP certified, and produced right here in the good old U.S. of A. Although mask mandates are being lifted and vaccine mandates are no longer enforced in several states, hallelujah, viruses are still out there. By taking Z-Stack daily, you're supercharging your immune system. Z-Stack is formulated to combat any and all variants as well as the common cold and flu. I encourage you to start taking it now ahead of any potential future variants to prepare your immune system and go about living your life. Go to ZStackLife.com slash Dave today. Enter the promo code Dave and get a discount off your first order. That's ZStackLife.com slash Dave. Promo code Dave. Okay, that's all the promotion, I promise you. So the big event of last night was the Oscars. And I really, before I play the clip that has been played bajillion times, it's the clip growing across the world. We're gonna play the whole thing. But were you watching the Oscars last night? Does anyone you know care about the Oscars? Does anyone care about Hollywood anymore? but it finds a way to get us to talk about it again, doesn't it? We'll talk about that in just a moment, but in case you're under a rock and you have not seen this yet, here is Chris Rock making a joke and Will Smith taking offense. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? (laughs) 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 It's Jawas, that was a nice one, okay. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. No! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack with this thing. First off, uh, let's just show you the tweet from CNN about it, and let's just see if you can understand the way they use words to confuse reality. CNN. Will Smith won his first Academy Award on Sunday night and offered his apologies to the Academy and others for an earlier incident in which the actor appeared to strike presenter Chris Rock. Appeared. He appeared to strike Chris Rock. Now, what I want to do is I want to replay it. We're going to replay the video here in the little box that we've got. Let's play that thing. So he's making a joke. Now watch. First, Will Smith laughs at the joke. Can't wait to see it. All right? There's Will Smith. That's the joke. He's laughing at it. Now, Jada Pink Smith, he's talking about her being bald. She has alopecia. I'll get to alopecia in just a moment. But he laughed at the joke. Will Smith laughed at the joke. She did not laugh. And then here you go. He comes up. Smacks him, it sort of looked like a punch, but then it looked wow. open hand, and then he walks off like he's a real tough guy, real, you know. And Chris Rock, to his credit, if we're to believe that any of this was real, 
Chris Rock cleans it up quite nicely. Okay, we've we've seen the rest. We can we can let it go. And then Will Smith yells. Now, uh, I want to mention something that I've mentioned a couple of times on the show before. Uh, kayfabe. Can we throw the definition of kayfabe up? Because this is a word that you really should know, and I think really helps explain so much of our cultural wars and our political uh, upheaval these days. Kayfabe. K a y f a b e. In professional wrestling, the fact or convention of presenting staged performances as genuine or authentic. A masterful job of blending kayfabe and reality. So what kayfabe is, the, the word kayfabe, the phrase kayfabe, is what professional wrestling is. That when you go see Hulk Hogan wrestle Andre the Giant or Jake the Snake Roberts wrestle the Macho Man, and you see when I watched wrestling from about 30 years ago, I don't know who's in wrestling anymore, that you watch these things, you know that they're fake. We all know they're fake. They know they're fake. And yet we are all playing along and having real emotions, believing that Jake the Snake Roberts is, you know, that the snake is actually putting venom into Macho Man's arm or that Andre the Giant is sitting on Hulk Hogan's head and he's going to as asphyxiate him or whatever it is. And we're screaming and we're watching and we're demanding more of something we all know that is fake. And I don't know whether this thing was fake or not, but I do know a couple things. And that would include that the Oscar ratings have been terrible over the last couple of years. People are not watching, people are not going to the movie theaters because the entire system crashed our ability to go out with each other and be in you know common spaces together. I don't know the last time I saw like a really good original movie. I have no idea. Could I get the names of the, of the best films? I, I bet you I haven't heard of half of them and maybe, and I'm, I sincerely doubt I'd seen any of them. Can you pull up whatever was nominated for, for best film? I don't even know what Will Smith won for, honestly. Um, but, the, but because they know no one's paying attention, would you put it above the machinery of Hollywood to fabricate something like this? That, that Chris Rock makes a, a fairly innocuous joke. I mean, she's got a shaven head and I'll talk more about alopecia in a sec, as I said. Um, and that Will Smith so loses control. He's laughing at the joke at first that he so lost control of himself that on an evening where he knows millions, even though it's not as many millions as it used to be, millions of people are watching that he so lost control of himself that he walks up on stage calmly. He didn't bum rush the stage, right? He walks up there, smacks the guy and just sits down. No security came and got him. Uh, nobody, you know, apparently during the commercials, there were some PR people saying something to him. Um, but, you know, we could also add like the weird woke element of race to this. So it was black on black violence, which people obviously treat a little bit differently. I suspect that if Matt Damon had gotten out of the crowd, very pasty white Matt Damon had gotten out of the crowd and smacked Chris Rock, we'd be, there would be riots in the streets. Uh, you know, so there's a whole series of things. Like, do you put it past the Hollywood machinery? that sort of seemingly is faking everything all the time in our culture and our politics, that this might have been staged. I don't know, does that make me like a complete conspiracy theorist? Not only that, but Pfizer, as we showed you in the cold open today, Pfizer sponsored the Oscars. They sponsor the left-leaning, the leftist machine that is Hollywood. The, uh, the movies that were up for uh, best Oscar, or best movie of the year, King Richard with Will Smith. I have no idea, did not see that, never heard of it. Coda, didn't see that, nope. Belfast, no idea. West Side Story, well, I know the original West Side Story, I guess they brought it back, okay. Uh, Dune, which I saw, I, I fell asleep. I tried to watch it again, I fell asleep both times. It was sort of fine, I, I just, you know, I, 
I'm tired at the end of the day. It's a lot, you know? Uh, House of Gucci, I did see that, and I actually thought it was pretty decent. I saw it a couple weeks ago. It's pretty decent, you know? I don't really like that Gaga, but it was pretty decent. And Don't Look Up, which was just like climate change propaganda, and it was sort of okay and not quite horrible and whatever. It's all right. I saw two. I saw two or three out of the six or whatever it was. Um, anyway, the machinery is dying, the Hollywood machinery, but it always needs you to look at a, a bright, shiny thing. And they just showed us the brightest, shiniest thing. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just smacked the zebra from Madagascar. And now everybody's talking about it, including me. And this is on the very same weekend that Joe Biden, the man pretending to be president of the United States, was in Poland and went off the remarks and said that basically we need regime change in Russia. The same guy telling us we're not going to World War III. Sort of makes you wonder. So now I want to show you a selection of uh, tweets, several of them deleted by uh, Democrats and lefty politicians about what happened. Because, you know, we've been told for a while that words are violence. So if you believe that words are violence, then I guess violence is violence in, in the name of words. This is, this is a real problem. Here's Ayanna Presley. He, she's a congresswoman. She is a member of the squad. Uh, she happens to have alopecia. She says, alopecia nations stand up. Thank you, Will Smith. Shout out to all the husbands who defend their wives living with alopecia in the face of daily ignorance and insults. Oscars, women with baldies are for real men only. Wait, what? Women with baldies are for real men only boys. Boys need not apply. And there she is. And, and she's got the, the shaved head too. So she deleted that tweet because basically she's saying, yeah, you're allowed to punch people. People are allowed to uh, make jokes and your response should be that you hit people. Again, this should not surprise us. These are the words are violence people. Okay, these are the same people that say, if you say something, we're allowed to burn down a building or break a window, et cetera, et cetera. Now I want to talk about alopecia for a minute because many of you know this. I wrote about it in my first book, Don't Burn This Book. Um, I suffered from alopecia about five years ago for about two years, and it was quite horrific. Uh, Connor, can you throw up? So the image that I'm showing you on the left, it was significantly worse than this. I, I don't know where all the images are, and I didn't really feel like looking for them because it was pretty bad. But this was sort of halfway through, and actually some of my hair was growing back, and it started with, uh, you know, sort of quarter-sized or dime-sized little spots, losing hair all the time. Uh, it moved up really to the front of my head and everything else. The picture you're seeing on the right, uh, that's from a couple months back. Uh, when my hair was was fully back. Um, you know, alopecia, it's an autoimmune disease and they don't know exactly what causes it. I went for all the blood tests and all the other stuff and I was fine. They, so they chalk it up to stress usually. And interestingly, when I developed alopecia, um, it was right when I started talking about what was wrong with the left, when I still considered myself a lefty and I was just getting unending hate online. People saying the worst most awful things. And it was the first time in my life I was ever dealing with that. And I guess I wasn't dealing with the stress properly. And I was just losing chunks and chunks of hair. This, this is all my hair. Uh, I mentioned in the book how, how I dealt with it. I changed my diet a lot, got rid of a lot of sugar, got rid of a lot of carbs. Um, I did PRP, which is platelet rich plasma. They take your blood. They literally take your blood from your arm. They spin it in the centrifuge. They get the plasma from your blood and they inject it into your head and it gets your cells going. It's rather extraordinary. People do it for all, all, all sorts of things. I've done it for my knee as well. Um, anyway, the point is whether you have alopecia or not, I am not allowed to punch people who make fun of me when I had bald spots in the back of my head and I was using 
paint. I mean, I was literally doing my show and I would, I would use like goo paint and spray on stuff and powders to do that. I couldn't just punch somebody who was mean to me. But this is what many people on the modern left believe. Uh, here's another representative, Congressman Jamal Bowman. Here's what he said. Teachable moment, don't joke about a black woman's hair. And then of course he deleted that as well. Um, no, you're allowed to joke about people and then people are allowed to make fun of you. They're allowed to not associate with you. Um, they're allowed to mock you and all of those things. They're not allowed to physically assault you. This is what laws are. We have freedom of speech and if someone says something mean to you, you can ignore them or you can say something mean to them, uh, but you can't attack them. Uh, here's a tweet from a University of Florida professor. His name's Michael McDonald. He said, Will Smith just showed Ted Cruz what a real man does when some be someone belittles their wife. So again, violence is okay when you're offended. This should not, I think you see what I'm doing here. Everything that, that these last you know, five or six years have, has been about has led us to this, that it will be okay to just assault people. Now, interestingly, and this is a sort of sidebar, and I did not know this, uh, but several people have mentioned it, and my guys mentioned it this morning. Will Smith happens to be in an open marriage. Now, you can judge that or not judge that if, if they're fully happy in their marriage and they feel fully actualized and they're both having sex with other people. I, I don't know exactly what that means or do they bring other people in the bedroom or anything else. But basically, you can bang Will Smith's wife, uh, but you can't make a joke about her. That seems to be where we're roughly at in this thing. Uh, well, then it's been interesting watching the way the media, of course, has covered this. Uh, here's a reporter named Sarah Fisher. I think she's from Axios. And watch the way she plays these games around what should happen related to free speech and comedy and jokes. What happened last night at the Oscars was so dramatic, so unexpected, that I think viewers at home were confused about how they should think about it. People in the room were confused about how they should think about it. And it's actually sparked a huge conversation about the future of jokes and speech, not just at award shows, but at comedy clubs. You know, do people have the right to go up and slap someone for a joke they don't like? Obviously the answer is no, but because the Academy didn't do anything with Will Smith in real time, they let him sit there, they let him accept his award and deliver a speech. It's now become a debate online. Ah, it's become a debate online and we're having a conversation about jokes and speech. Here, let me end the conversation. You cannot physically violently assault people for jokes and or speech. I think I did that right. That's how it works. By the way, I'm going on tour. Did you know that? DaveRubin.com slash events. Uh, you can't hit me. I might say some things that might offend you. I make fun of all sorts of people and things and happenings in the world. You cannot hit me or throw things at me. What you can do after if you get a VIP ticket is you can take a selfie with me. You can hug me for a second, one second. You know my policy. There's no one second hug, the two second, too much. Uh, but this is a major escalation. And this is sort of what they want. They want us all to be afraid to be together, to be around each other, to, to take jokes in and understand we're all part of it. Now, look, I don't love the idea. Like, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. When I had alopecia, it was horrible. It really was horrible. I thought about quitting. I really did. There was a moment where I was gonna quit this whole freaking thing almost before it had even began. Um, it was really, it was depressing. Um, you know, it's horrible when you look in the mirror and you don't see the person that you wanna see, right? Like, that's just how it is. Um, but you know, there are, there are fat people out there and you're allowed to make fun of fat people and you're allowed to, you're allowed to make jokes. 
period. But what they just did, what the system just did was sort of signal out to all of the remaining people who speak freely at, at some level, and this, is, this falls on the laps of comedians, which is what Chris Rock is. And he's a great comedian, by the way. And he took it like a champ, whether that whole thing was faked or not. I mean, he took it like a champ. And he continued, right? The show must go on. Um, the point is, you cannot allow a situation where now comedians are gonna be on stage going, oh shit, did I just say that joke? And some guy in the crowd you know, if a, if a comedian makes a fat joke and some guy in the crowd is sitting next to his fat girlfriend that the guy feels like he can just jump on stage and punch the comedian, it will further degrade our already broken ability to be together and to, to, to laugh together, which is the most important thing. It's the most healing thing we got. You know, I often talk about Don Rickles. Remember Don Rickles? When this show is over, go on the YouTube and, and watch some old Don Rickles stand up making fun of everybody, Jews and blacks and gays and Asians and this and that. And it made everybody in the room part of it. Everyone felt, oh, I'm part of America because you can, you can make fun of a silly stereotype and that is not the, the, the totality of me. But what the left has done with these collectivist ideas, they think that, that you, you're gay, you're black, blah, blah, that that is the sum totality of you and it's, and it's wrong. And it's going to break us all. It is going to break us all. And if you don't believe it, watch how then throughout the Oscars, it continued. Their intersectional road to hell continued. Here are uh, comedians, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes, along with actress Regina Hall. I don't have to put, I think she's an actress. I don't have to put quotes around it, but I will put quotes around Amy Schumer, uh, comedian, and Wanda Sykes, comedian. Uh, making fun of Florida over the don't, Say gay. Yeah. We're gonna have a great night uh, tonight, and for you people in Florida, we're gonna have a gay night. Gay, 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 The only one who I have respect there is John Travolta, who didn't laugh at the joke. And I, isn't he gay? Or he's half gay or something? I'm not outing John Travolta, I don't know. Does, or he goes and gets massages from people. I don't know what he's doing. But he just, he's like, ugh, you fucking people. But they're, oh my God, they said the thing and it's not based in reality and gay, gay. Meanwhile, they're all sitting in that room, by the way, uh, and nobody's wearing a mask. Again, I saw pictures on the red carpet and stuff. The staffs are still wearing masks. The photographers, the people that serve them, still wearing masks. Uh, but let's just put that aside. Let's also put aside the fact that there is no such thing as a don't say gay bill. There is a bill that is related to transparency in schools. So why don't we just unpack that? Because while these people live in their faux reality, while they make a shit ton of money to judge you and then you pay to have them judge you with their crappy movies, there are a couple people out there who are fighting this endless bullshit. There happens to be this guy. What's his name over here in Florida? He's doing a pretty good job. And then you had this governor's race in Virginia where you had the losing candidate say parents that he said parents should not be involved in what is taught in the school system. And so there is a debate in this country about what role parents have in the education of their kids. And I think in Florida, with our parents' Bill of Rights, with the bill we're going to sign here today, which bill, other bills we're going to sign later, uh, we believe Parents not only have a role, they have a fundamental role to be involved in the education of their kids. All right, so you get it. You get how Hollywood works. This is what they do. This is a bunch of lefty, rich elitists 
who are trying to push all of their views, which actually have nothing to do with reality, because as you know, the word gay is not in the bill, okay? And this, has, this is about kindergartners through third graders not talking about gender identity and sexuality with state employees and then allowing the state employees to hide that from the parents. But these people just sit there and they applaud them. Oh my God, we love gays so much. It's actually offensive to actual gays that just want to function in the world, you morons. Uh, well, DeSantis is continuing to go on, so he's, he's not uh, giving up on that. He's, he's pushing back on that. He's also gonna ban porn in schools. I did not know that porn was in schools. But I'm old school, born in 76. I was in grade school in the early 80s. We didn't have, um, we didn't have porn in school. I, I'm trying to remember. We watched, I remember there was a week where in social studies we watched a show called The Voyage of the Mimi. Did you guys see that? It's like about a bunch of people, they go whale hunting, I think, in Alaska. It's pretty good. One of the people gets hypothermia. It's a whole situation. That's what we watched when I was a kid. Apparently there's porn in schools now. Well, not here in Florida. Unfortunately, we've seen some, uh, some books in some of these libraries. I mean, you're talking about kids in middle school. Some of the stuff that has ended up there, incredibly, incredibly disturbing stuff. Now, you have some groups that want to take away classic books like To Kill a Mockingbird, but they want things like Gender Queer, a memoir which is a cartoon-style book with graphic images of children performing sexual acts. That is wrong. That has no place in the schools. They want to eliminate Of Mice and Men, but Lawn Boy, a book containing explicit passages of pedophilia, is somehow accepted as being okay. Parents want education for their kids. They're not interested in indoctrination uh, through the school system. And that's where... Education, not indoctrination. Hollywood wants to indoctrinate and they do it through the system. It just is, it's, it's, a, it's sort of a depressing reality because there's a lot of good stuff that used to come out of Hollywood. We all have movies we love and, and shows we love, whether it's Game of Thrones or Sopranos or Total Recall or Interstellar or whatever the hell you used to love. Star Wars is a great example of it because Star Wars, when George Lucas was originally creating it, was creating this anti-establishment thing. He fought the studios. That's actually the backstory of Star Wars. And then he was, as an individual, created this incredible story that captured the imagination of generations of people. Generations of people. And then ultimately, he sold the company, and I don't begrudge him for selling the company. And he was, you know, the fans had sort of turned him against him after the prequels, which is very unfortunate because the prequels are actually pretty good. Um, but he sold it to the giant, corporation that exists on earth, Disney, and then Disney completely destroyed Star Wars. And then they push all of this nonsense messaging. So what is it that Hollywood is protesting? When, when Amy Schumer's up there dancing gay, 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 it's like, Amy Schumer, what are you really saying? Is it very, very important to you that a first grader is taught that just because they have a penis, it doesn't mean they're a boy and that the teacher should hide that from the parent? Is that really what, you, what you're saying? And all these idiots laughing there, except again, for John Travolta, but he's not gay. He's not gay. I, I don't, I'm not, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, ah, ridiculous. Um, but let's continue. Let's continue. Oh, what was Voyage of the Mimi about? You guys got me some information. Voyage of the Mimi, which was a show that I watched in school. I think I was in fifth grade. was about taking a census of humpback whales. It was a five episode series, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was quite good. We didn't have porn back then. That's what we had. Um, We've got a little bit more of what the Disney CEO is protesting. If you look at what the NCAA has done uh, by allowing basically men to compete 
in women's athletics, in this case the swimming, the NCAA uh, is basically taking efforts to destroy women's athletics. They're trying to undermine the integrity of the competition, and they're crowning somebody else uh, the woman's champion. And we think that's wrong. And so in Florida, I'm going to be uh, later today because this is a Floridian who I think deserves to be recognized. You know, we're going to be doing a proclamation uh, saying uh, that Emma is the best female swimmer in the 500-meter freestyle because she earned that. And we need to stop allowing organizations like the NCAA to perpetuate frauds on the public. Okay, so while Hollywood cheers, you know, first graders learning about gender identity and males, biological males, beating women in swimming, Florida's fighting against that. Now, we found this clip, and this is going to blow your mind, okay? You may remember a, uh, a guy by the name of David Letterman. He was a late-night host for about 30 years. He used to make jokes about all sorts of stuff, and he'd make fun of all sorts of people. And I loved, loved, loved David Letterman, and I wish... I know he's got some interview show now, but I wish that show continued. Nobody really watches late night shows anymore, but we needed somebody that was not purely political, right? You didn't know his politics. It was a little more like Johnny Carson. You didn't know exactly what he thought. He kind of made fun of everybody. Well, he had a couple years ago, he had this woman on and her name is Serena Williams. And Serena Williams is the best female tennis player on earth in the history of the world. She's the best. Ain't no doubt about it. Well, she went on Letterman's show a couple years ago, and you're not going to believe this. The bigot that she is, she said there's biological differences between men and women. Well, actually, it's funny because Andy Murray, he, oh, he was been joking about um, myself and him playing a match. And I'm like, Andy, seriously, like, are you kidding me? Because for me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Because, it's, no, no, it's it, true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely... Really? It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit harder. It's just a different game. And I love to play women's tennis, and I I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you when it comes to tennis. I only want to play girls. Letterman making a joke about how he wants to play against girls in tennis to a girl tennis player. I mean, really think about that right now. Did you guys know this right at this very moment? Tucker Carlson, who has the highest rated show in the history of cable news, he has been banned from Twitter for the last six days or so because he made a point saying that Leah Thomas, the, the swimmer, the biologically male swimmer who's winning all the female tournaments, uh, basically shouldn't be winning all the female tournaments. He's now been banned from Twitter. Highest rated cable news host in the history of television. He's gone from Twitter for basically just saying exactly what Serena Williams, female tennis star Serena Williams, is saying right there. Men are stronger. They hit the ball harder as a general rule. They serve faster. Not only that, she's saying they're completely different sports. They're completely different sports and that Andy Murray would be beat her basically 6-0-6-0 in a couple minutes. Is that because she's a bigot? Is that because Serena Williams is self-hating or hates women or something like that? Do you think that's what it is? But now let's continue because I showed you David Letterman. Late night, former late night host, David Letterman. 
who was a part of the Hollywood machine, but Letterman was always sort of outside of the Hollywood machine at the same time. If you want to see a great movie about that, watch The Late Shift. It was an HBO movie about the fight between Jay Leno and David Letterman uh, when Johnny Carson was, was stepping down and how NBC basically mucked up the whole thing. Uh, but now I want to shift to another late night host who I've really been working on. So you already know who I'm talking about. I want to talk about Bill Maher for just a second because Bill Maher's show on Friday, he did it again. Every time I, I give this guy credit, and by the way, producers of Bill Maher's show, I know you're watching as always. Um, I give this guy credit when he gets it right on wokeism and CRT and everything. He doesn't vote the right way. Okay. I'm not sure what makes him a liberal in a modern sense anymore. But here he is just going right back into the Republicans are racists. Okay, well, um, we have the first black woman. Let's go back if for some of the people who don't remember this also. The first black we ever had, we've only had two, Thurgood Marshall, 1967. When he died, uh, it was George Bush the first was president. Mm. And so they accepted the idea that there was now a black seat on the court. And that's how we got Clarence Thomas. Now, I thought it was not exactly cricket to give the black seat to someone who didn't represent the majority of black thinking in America. But here's the difference. At least they accepted, George Bush did, the idea of well, we, at least one black seat on the court, right? I think today's Republicans would not do that. I think they would be thrilled to have no black seats on the court. Okay, a lot of them. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. so judging, judging by... Yeah. Judging by the way they treated this nominee, right. which, was, exactly. you know, which was racist top, top to bottom okay. through the whole... All right. I, I don't know who that loser is at the end. There was nothing racist in the hearings to Katanji Brown-Jackson. There was absolutely nothing racist. Asking someone if they know what a woman is is not racist. She's going to be confirmed either way. No one said, oh, you're black. You can't, uh, you can't be a judge. That would be racist. Okay? So that guy's just a clown. Forget that. As for Bill Maher, I, I don't know what to do with this guy anymore. Like, th this is all you got. It's all you got left is my political opponents are racist. It's very unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate that someone could get so far in their thinking, really understand the, the right side of things in so many ways, critical race theory and wokeism and even the COVID stuff and all that. You, you sure you were wrong and wrong and wrong for years, but then you come around, okay, better late than ever, fine. And we wanna, we wanna welcome people to the same side with open arms. But still, the implication that the Supreme Court justice nominee, that the hearings had anything to do with racism, the idea that there should be a black seat in 2022 America, that there should be a black, do we have a, um, an Italian-American seat? Is there, is there a seat for Tony Soprano? Is there a seat for Asian-Americans? Is there a seat for Native Americans? Is there a seat for pansexual two-spirit Americans? Is there a seat for Jewish Americans? Is there a seat for Muslim Americans? This is complete neo-racist nonsense. So you rail against wokeism, you rail against equity, but you want equity apparently, or you realize that you're just getting too damn close to the truth. And I think that's probably what it is. You're, you're too damn close to what the truth is. So at the end it's, oh, but the Republicans still are all racist. You think Ted Cruz's questioning of Katanji Brown Jackson was racist? And also he said something that was really, really awful there, that um, the majority of black thinking that these, meaning Clarence Thomas doesn't re represent the majority of black thinking. I, I did not know that um, black people think a certain way. I thought that black people are individual people who could think all sorts of different ways. I don't know if you were to poll all black people that they would agree on something. And just because a majority thinks something, that doesn't mean it's right. Have you ever heard of the term, uh, the tyranny of the majority? So the majority of black thinking, meaning we should hold a seat for black people, and then we should install people 
who just think the way we sort of think that the majority of black people think. And that would be the not racist thing to do. Do you understand why this is so fucking backwards? Bill, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I think I'm on your podcast in a couple of weeks and I look forward to talking about it. So this is not an attack on you, but what, I don't get it, man. I don't get it at this point. And, and that other guy, I mean, just, just an epic clown. It, all they have is racism. All they have is racism. And we have to realize that it doesn't work. You don't want the majority of the tyranny. That's the point. I go into that in my book, by the way. In case you're interested, uh, we've got a epic, an epic uh, cold close for you today. Uh, so I do want you to hang on for just a couple of minutes. Before I get to that though, um, I, I do want to mention Spider-Man. I mentioned it up top because I watched it this weekend and then, it, and then this whole Oscars thing happened and it really made me think, you know, when, uh, when Avengers Endgame, remember that one, when that one came out, it was sort of like the end, it seemingly felt like the end of all the superhero movies. Man, they've done everything with every freaking superhero, every story, every everything. And I remember when I walked out of the movie theater, I tweeted something like, you know, the movie was just fine, but we need new stories. We need new stories, not retreads of comic books that were written by people in the 1940s. And I mean that with all due respect to Stan Lee, one of the greatest, most innovative geniuses, true genius, like who captured, talking about capturing an imagination that George Lucas did. I mean, think about the, the thousands of characters, basically, and worlds that, that Stan Lee created. But all we're doing is just remaking, 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 remaking. And not only that, then I watched this new Spider-Man and spoiler alert, it came out months ago. So if you have to pause this or mute it, fine. It's like, now we bring back all of these old movies. We make all of the bad guys. Now they're good guys. Oh, there's Tobey Maguire. I remember that. We're, we're in the member very, member berry version of our culture right now. Member berry, if you watched uh, South Park, you know what I'm talking about. That all we seemingly can do or remember things that remind us of some other time before, instead of really thinking about what's going on right now. So my question to you people on this good day is what are you watching or reading or listening to that is new? I mean really new, new characters, new ideas, not just retreads of old things. It's all Hollywood can give us. Does it surprise you? that the clowns who are up there dancing gay, gay, gay and clapping to this nonsense and punching people over jokes, does it surprise you that they have a complete inability to, to provide anything that is new or interesting or innovative? Of course it doesn't because they're at the end of it. They're at the end of the goodness of freedom. They're, they're there and now they're bickering over nothing. There's nothing left. So now they're trying to destroy the whole damn thing. So I want to find some new things and I want to amplify voices of people that are thinking about things in a new way, whether it's cryptocurrency or movies or a new way to make hot dogs, people, less boot and raccoon meat, you know, like something, something new. We need something new and these people can't give it to us, whether they're faking the whole thing or whether they're just eating themselves alive. There's just nothing left there. Absolutely nothing left. Uh, we've got a couple comments from rubenreport.locals.com. Zionist says, good evening. Two big terrorist, uh, I'm going into joke mode, but this one looks, seems somewhat serious. Good evening. Two big terrorist attacks in Israel in the last couple of days. So Will, slip, Will Smith slapping that other guy, I don't give a shit. Yeah, so then, there, you know, what's interesting about Israel right now is there was this huge peace summit this past weekend because that orange man, remember the orange guy? Uh, he caused, uh, through Jared Kushner and Avi Berkowitz and a couple other people, that Israel signed like something like six peace deals with its neighbors. We don't talk about it anymore. 
uh, but they had a they had a summit in Israel. Like they had the Arab countries bringing and some of these African countries bringing their leaders to Israel. We didn't really talk about that much today. I guess we should have done that. Maybe I'll do some more on that tomorrow. But then there was a, a, a terrorist attack in the midst of that. Um, Canto says, I didn't even know the Oscars were on until the incident happened. They need ratings. Yeah, I didn't know either. I didn't know either. Um, we were, what were we doing? We were, actually, we made a duck last night. We made a delicious duck. If you want to, we smoked a duck, a whole duck. It was awesome. And if you want to see a picture of the duck, you can see it uh, at our locals community. Uh, Judiana says, well, it's a good thing Chris Rock didn't make a joke about Alec Baldwin's wife. Yes, that damn, why didn't I think of that joke before? That's good. That's good, because he would have shot her. I see what you did there. That's, that's good. That's good. Guys, it's me Monday over at the Rubin Report Locals community. Here's uh, the meme that I threw up this morning. Beautiful, beautiful. Like, like, look at those two elderly women up there. That was what my teachers used to look like, right? Like, think about your your grade school teachers. I hope everyone had a good recess. It's time for math. Teachers now, whiteness is a privilege. Now who's ready to hear about my sexuality? I've enjoyed this Monday show. I hope you have too. We got a great cold close for you. Just a reminder, real quick guys, uh, Don't Burn This Country is out on April 12th. You can get your copy at DaveRubin.com slash book and the tour is coming. Tickets are selling fast. Uh, we've got all kinds of great guests like Benny Johnson, Don Jr., Andrew Clavin, Michael Malice, Yanmi Park, Glenn Beck, Megan McCain, Megan Kelly, Blake Masters, Dennis Prager, who's coming here for dinner tonight, Larry Elder, and others. Uh, you can get tickets at DaveRubin.com slash events. My full interview with Judge Andrew Napolitano is up right now on all platforms. And uh, that's all I've got to say about that. This is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Um, NBC clearly don't care either. Fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And they've no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all gonna die soon, and there's no sequel. So, look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year, it was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> shut up, shut up, I don't care, I don't care. Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, fifth time. So, we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. It was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, We've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this, okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. 
Once upon a time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So... <laughs> Even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. <laughs> you're nearly 50, son. Um, the world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. He was also in the movie Cats, but no one saw that. Um, and the reviews, oh, shocking. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs, right? <laughs> But Dame Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play. Because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> because she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg and licking her... <laughs> furball. Furball. She's old school. Um... <laughs> Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and... So... Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.